Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Monday, October 17th, and this is The Gateway. I'm Sarah Fenton in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the Griot Museum of Black History is preparing to pay tribute to black women who've made important contributions to St. Louis history. It's part of a national effort aimed at rethinking how monuments are constructed. The people on the ground who make history through their actions, who take the risks, who take the fall, who take the harm, are very rarely celebrated. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports on the Black History Project. That's coming up, but first, these headlines. Abortion rights supporters in Missouri hit a legal speed bump in their effort to amend the state constitution in 2024. Brian Ellison has more. Jeff Basinger of Columbia is proposing changes to the state's current abortion ban to make it less restrictive. He wanted to start the lengthy and expensive process of gathering signatures just after next month's midterm election. But Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft argued that state law doesn't even require him to start his review until that time, and it can take up to 51 days. A district judge in Cole County declined to order Ashcroft to immediately review the proposed initiative. The judge said forcing a review before November 8th of this year would be premature and violated the plain meaning of the state constitution. I'm Brian Ellison. Hannibal was one of the best small towns in America in terms of increasing its economic output during the pandemic. That's one of the findings from a new report from rural think tank Heartland Forward. Corey Mahaffey is the executive director of the Hannibal Regional Economic Development Council. He says having one of General Mills's largest plants in Hannibal is partially responsible for the numbers. Certainly, as I saw with other food processing, you know, communities with significant food processing, we had the same scenario here. I mean, they were obviously making more food than, than ever before and looking for more employees. Mahaffey says major expansions at Hannibal's hospital and the BASF plant were completed right before the pandemic, which also aided the area's economic development. The Illinois Department of Public Health is encouraging the latest COVID booster shots for children as young as five, following guidance from the CDC. The updated boosters target Omicron variants and subvariants. Mike Claffey, a spokesperson from the state health department, says Illinois is seeing a sharp rise in severe child respiratory illnesses. If your children are immunocompromised, it's really important that they are protected from both COVID-19 and the flu and the other uh, viruses that are flooding around out there. More than 890,000 Illinois residents have already received a dose of the new boosters. The Griot Museum of Black History is gearing up for a permanent exhibit that pays tribute to black women who helped shape the St. Louis region. Its Black History Project honors doctors, historians, community leaders, judges, and politicians. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, Griot leaders and honorees hope the project helps transform the museum into a regional attraction and inspires black kids to make a difference. Historian Etta Daniels spends a lot of her days walking through Greenwood Cemetery, a predominantly black cemetery in Hillsdale. 
She started volunteering there in the late 90s. It holds the stories of enslaved people, black cavalry troops called Buffalo Soldiers, teachers, and many others. But it was long run down with overgrown trees and grass. So, Daniel spent a lot of time maintaining the property, putting the cemetery on the National Registry, and arranging to place a monument where Harriet Robinson Scott, Dred Scott's wife, was buried. She says people often forget or are unaware that Harriet is even at Greenwood, but remember that Dred Scott is buried at Calvary Cemetery. You know, that's another indication of how sometimes how undervalued our history is. Nobody seemed to know. Daniels doesn't want the stories of black women to be a footnote, and the griot is making sure Daniels and 12 other black women who shape the St. Louis region aren't forgotten either. The Black History Initiative will honor the contributions of black women with monuments across the region. The griot team will work with honorees and the community to place the monuments called memory markers, where the honorees spent most of their lives, started their careers, or where they grew up. Daniels is honored by the recognition, even though it's something she didn't expect. I'm not a doctor or a judge or the mayor of the city or anything like that. So it just seemed like my little portion was very, very small. But then I thought about that too. I mean, you know, even the tiny pieces are necessary. Griot leaders selected the first honorees from about 100 women before arriving at 13. Each year, they plan to add more. Lois Connolly is founder and executive director of the Griot. She says black history isn't always appreciated. It just has never gotten its due, you know, and, and, and with, you know, in larger society, but it's even more true for black women. The plan is to build the first monument at the Griot Museum next spring and expand to other parts of the St. Louis area. The $100,000 effort is funded by Philadelphia nonprofit Monument Lab. Its regeneration project aims to rethink monuments across the country. Organization leaders looked through data documenting thousands of monuments and found that most monuments across the country honor military officials and white men. Sue Mobley is Monument Lab's director of research. She says the stories of people of color and low-ranking soldiers don't always get much attention. The people on the ground who make history through their actions, who take the risks, who take the fall, who take the harm, are very rarely celebrated. And all of the regeneration projects flip that on its head. Conley wants Black women to be able to see themselves in the honorees and to learn that it's often ordinary people who see the needs in their communities and make the biggest impacts. It's one of the reasons why the Griot nominated Ollie Stewart. She's the founder and executive director of Southside Wellness Center, which has catered to seniors across St. Louis for about 45 years. Workers drive seniors to appointments, provide flu and COVID vaccines, and a place for them to have fun. Today, a group of about 10 women are making fall-themed pillows. Stewart says while the work she's doing hasn't come easy, she hopes the recognition inspires others. I feel it's important for my grandkids, for my family members, and for other young black women to know that we have a history museum. Our history has not been told, and it will never be told unless we tell it. For Conley, these works are a dream come true and part of a 25-year effort to expand the museum and share the region's black history. And her work leading the Griot isn't without its own recognition. The Griot's team nominated Conley to be included in the inaugural class of honorees. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. 
our David Cazares edited that report. St. Louis Public Radio is a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Sarah Fenton, and this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.